My name is David Martinez, and today we're going to talk about the time I ate spider in Cambodia. So I find myself in Cambodia with my wife, Susanna. We were traveling from uh, Thailand, um, Cambodia, and Vietnam, and we're sitting outside a cafe. It was like 9 or 10 p.m., and this guy in a tutu comes by, and he's like, hey, you want to eat some spider? And we said, yeah, of course we want to eat a spider. And so he took us on his tuk-tuk to this night market where you could buy four fried spiders for $1. And I actually have a video footage of, of my wife uh, chomping into this, this very crunchy, um, quite delicious, I have to say, spider. Um, but I love that because that's kind of one of the reasons I, I travel. You want something different. You want to experience something that you wouldn't normally or necessarily do yeah. while, while at home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you didn't check with the health department. Is this safe yeah, to go no, with the guy at midnight? To... Not, not, not at the time. It, this was pre-pandemic. Right. So at, at the time, you know, eating those things, yeah. it, there wasn't such a stigma. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that's the adventure in both of you. You were willing to go along and try something that was... A bit bizarre, you'd never yeah. done before. It reminds me of my time in Korea. I was a teenage boy, probably around 16. And I went out with my Korean mates and we played ping pong all evening, but then went to this this bar and they said, you want some, um, what do you call those things that float in the ocean? The tentacles, octopus. Octopus. And I said, octopus, who eats octopus? We all do. So I said, okay, amen, I'll try it. So they ordered a bucket of octopus, miniature octopus, baby octopus, and then a, a bucket of like a red hot spice, uh -huh. like sriracha. And essentially you pick them up and they're still alive, David. They're still wiggling. How big are they? How, are they like, um, you're, you could put one in your hand? And you could, oh yeah, you could easily put one in your hand. They're not that big. Okay. But, but the psychological effect that it has on you because they're wiggling and you're going to put that in your mouth, knowing that people have died. I was going to ask. I've heard about this. People die. Yeah, from people this have they died. get stuck in your throat. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's man against beast. One of you are going to die, and you hope it's not you. <laughs> so I was terrified the first time I dipped it in the hot sauce and put it in. But it was amazing. You know, it goes in. It's wiggling. It's fighting. It's game on. <laughs> um, and there's such an adrenaline rush, and you kill it. And, and boy, you're ready for that second one. And <laughs> so that how many third did you have one, this first time? So I think I had four or five the first time. Yeah. Um, and it was amazing because you're breaking out in a sweat and the sweat's not from the spice. The sweat is from the pure adrenaline that, that's going on. Yeah. Um, the odd part was 20 minutes after you finished them and you're sitting there talking and all of a sudden you feel a wiggle in your belly. <laughs> And that freaks you out. Like, what? what is that? And they tease so you. What do you do? So they're trying to come back up again. <laughs> yeah, just let it wiggle. And and you get to the point, you enjoy the wiggle. It's it's comforting. How do it's you nice. enjoy the wiggle? It's nice. Things are knowing. not supposed to wiggle in your stomach. <laughs> well, that's what we say. Yeah. <laughs> not supposed to wiggle. That's great. So that was, so are you are, are you open to different types of foods then? Is that something that when you travel because you've been to to many like 70 some odd countries do you look for the the uh, exotic kinds of foods is that I do. I like I like I'm adventurous. I like to go to a country ready mm -hmm. ready prepared to try things that 
I would not normally try at home, right? And right. you're you're exposed then. But why do why go to a country just to say no? I won't try that. Right. That doesn't make any sense. So go with the willingness to be willing to try things. Um, and I love trying different types of yeah, food. Yeah, I'm the same way. I I, yeah. I also I, I like to arrive at a country and then ask questions. You know, what is yeah. it? What do people typically eat here? And when I was in Ecuador, guinea pig was the thing, mm. and they bring it out, and it's kind of spread out you know sort of yeah. spread eagle a little yeah. bit you know and yeah and one thing that doesn't happen that frequently when you're in different countries like in the u.s they tend to uh for instance with fish you know they'll cut the head off and they don't show you the head or the, the yeah. face i suppose right. the eyes right. you know in spain often or the shrimp right they'll like they'll make sure that you don't see any part of the I suppose the you know the 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 face right the, the yeah. head you know and in a, and i found it in foreign countries got the whole animal there it is absolutely the experience in ecuador here's yeah. the whole guinea pig yeah. you can see it's all like spread out and you kind of pick your start. part yeah exactly it's very it was very gamey i have to say it wasn't my favorite um right. the guinea right. pig but it, but it was definitely it was an experience yeah for sure and i, I enjoy yeah. that as well do you do you prepare before you go to do you know the different types of foods that are that would be considered strange or weird. Yeah, I do a lot of preparation. You do before I you do go? a lot of study. Yeah, <laughs> I do absolutely. Um, similar story would be a whole pig. Okay. Cooked. Yes. And that includes the head, the ears, the eyes, the snout. Et I've cetera. done that as well. It was a smaller pig, though. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. But uh, the most the the most delicious part for me was at the other end of the pig, uh -huh. the the balls and. Um, <laughs> And you can get one and share the other one with someone else, but it's just a lovely, lovely piece of it's meat. One, one te are we talking about testicles? Testicles, yeah. You get one testicle yeah. per person. You can't like cut it in half. You can't like partition well, it, it would out. Well, it would be, in, in, in most cultures, it would be inappropriate for me just to take both balls. Okay. You got to share know, the usually balls. Usually they're, they're, they're shared, yeah. Okay. So, but they're absolutely delicious. And I know it's sensitive to talk about those things, but... Yeah. Other parts of the world, that's food on the plate. Right, right. I was going to every I piece of the animal. The, you know, when I ate the whole pig, I ate uh, the eyeballs. I remember yeah. like, eating. How like, was that? Chew, it, it, it tasted. It was. It didn't taste terrible. Like it, it was. Yeah. It was. It tasted good, but it's more the the feeling or the or knowing what it is that you're that you're yeah. that you're yeah. eating or, yeah. or biting into. Similar with the spider. You know, if you close your eyes, it just tasted like a, I don't know, a crunchy fried. You know, but the like the you know the legs are kind of hanging out. It's a little bit hairy, you know, and so yep. you, it's more the feeling or the yep. the texture of what yep. you're eating. And I would imagine, I, I'm afraid to ask you what the texture of a testicle is, um, but well, is that part I mean, of it? Honestly, it depends <laughs> on on the animal, but they're quite soft. Oh, so you've had multiple tes yeah, testicles from yeah, multiple yeah. animals. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've had. Oh, I shouldn't say what I've had, but yeah, I've had multiple testicles. In different countries. In what different countries. countries? Um, so, well, in America, I've had the testicles of a, of a, of a deer, a young okay. buck. Um, and, and as a matter of fact, that was quite gamey. Okay. Very gamey compared to the pigs. Okay. But I've also had dog testicles. Okay. Um, and I don't think there's a dog testicles or a set of them that I would refuse to eat they're absolutely delicious wow and this absolutely. was in korea or where was this this was in korea yeah okay. seoul korea yeah you, so you bring up dog and i have to say i i also uh ate dog when i was when i was traveling to vietnam and this is one area where mm. uh culturally north americans i in my experience when i talk about this I, i'm very careful with how i with yeah to whom i tell the story right and here i am uh talking to there Whoever will click on this on yeah. YouTube about eating dog in Vietnam. 
but I, I think it's a, it's a good, it's a, uh, it's a good conversation to have around cultural values. Yes. I think, uh, a lot of Americans have dogs that are pets and in other parts of the world, dogs are, uh, it's just, it's, it's, you can have a hamburger, you mm -hmm. can have meat, you can have cow, or you can have dog. And one of the things that I was surprised to learn when I was in Vietnam, you know, before I went, you get this comment of be careful what you eat. You don't know if it's going to be dog. Mm -hmm. That's not the case. Right. It's, it's more expensive. You have to go to specific locations and nowhere are you going to order a hamburger and they're going to, you're going to, you know, right. Uh, right, right. Uh, you know, put dog meat in there because yeah. it's more expensive. Right. Yeah. Um, so how do you, have you had these conversations before? How do you, how yeah. do you talk to an American about eating dog and, and not, you know, see them crying or challenging you or insulting you even? Yeah. What have been some I, I think, reactions? you know, preparation again, before you go is that, that willingness to be willing to try. Yeah. Work through that. What does that mean? Am I going to be willing to be willing to try something? Because the last thing you want to do is to offend the person providing you that lovely meal. Oftentimes they've paid a lot of money for that meal. Right. Maybe it's the best meat they could possibly come up with. You're getting the best that they have. Yeah. And of course you want to, you want to try it. Um, that's the biggest compliment Right. is, is to try it and you may not like it, but at least try it. Hopefully yeah. you'll enjoy it. I think the harder part for me, David, is when I come back home and I can no longer get dog hmm. or, testicles at the supermarket you know it's it's that reverse culture shock that you're talking about we can't just go to uh, a, a food market here and pick up a bunch of spiders to eat right um so there's the joy of traveling because we get right some of the exotic foods and i also encourage everybody when they travel i encourage them to try things just try yeah different different foods depending on how picky you are mm -hmm. and how picky of an eater you are uh, it's maybe better to not know what you're eating. So I'll, oh, yeah. I'll encourage people to say, you know, try the different foods without knowing what it is that you're yep. eating. Because you, exactly so th it. this happens in Spain often. We have, a, it's called morcilla. It's kind of like a blood yep. sausage. Yep. And I found that if, if they eat it before they know what it is, yep. they love it. Yep. And if they know what it is before, yep. they might try a little bit, but they're just too weirded out Absolutely. by it. But do you have those students that every single time, David, they want to know what it is. Yes. They want to know what's in it. Yes. How do you handle those students? That's a tough one. I increasingly students and really anybody who travels abroad, mm -hmm. I think uh, they want to know everything. They want to know, we're talking about food specifically, but they want to know uh, just minute details yeah. of That's every aspect of their travel. And I encourage them to, and I'm, I'm older, so I come from a time before the internet, yeah, you know, when you had yeah. to show up at a country and kind of, yeah. kind of play by ear and, and see what happens. And I found a lot of joy in that. Um, also, what happens is you create expectations when you have to know absolutely everything. So yeah. you create an expectation around the food and you arrive and then you don't get exactly what it is you were expecting. Mm -hmm. And that then affects your trip negatively. Yeah. So I encourage students to think about what their expectations are yeah. and to try to have an open mind yeah. when they travel. I, when I traveled to Brazil, we, my, my buddy and I, we didn't have a plan beyond arriving at the airport in Sao Paulo to the point where we kind of showed it. We went, we exited the airport and looked around and said, 
now what do we do? <laughs> you know, we got to kind of figure it out. Right. Yeah. So we didn't even yeah. have a place to stay. We didn't know where we were going to yeah. go. We didn't know anything, what yeah. we were going to eat. And uh, it happened, something similar happened in Lithuania when I went with my wife years later after I'd studied abroad, where we didn't know where we were going to stay. We didn't know what we were going to eat. And we ended up at a restaurant and nobody spoke English. My Lithuanian had been 20 years since I had spoken it. So yeah. I certainly didn't know any. And we ended up just kind of pointing at things on the menu and they brought food and we ate it. I love that. And it was okay. It was, yeah. some of it was amazing. Some of it wasn't my favorite, yeah. but I, so I often tell people, what's the worst that could happen? Like, That's honestly, like, seriously, what's the worst that could yeah. happen? The worst that could happen is a little bit of diarrhea. Well, yeah. okay. The worst thing that could happen is you die. Yeah. But that's probably not going to happen. Right? Yeah. You're not right. going to be poisoned right. at a restaurant. you know. Right. So the worst that's going to happen is a little bit of diarrhea, an uncomfortable stomach, wiggly things in wiggly your stomach, things. which again, still kind of weirds me out a little bit. Right. I, I'm very intrigued uh, <laughs> by that, but that's the worst that could happen. It is. And the best that could happen is that you absolutely love this food. Yeah. I was with a student one time in Spain and she was a very picky eater and I, it turns out she had been eating the same thing every day for a month. And it was like French fries or something. Whoa. And um, and I finally got her out to a to a restaurant. And in Spain, it's very typical to order a bunch of different tapas, you know, mm -hmm. and then kind of yep. share the yep. food. Of course. Post-pandemic, I wonder how that's affected things. But yeah. so there are a bunch of us or eight or nine of us at this restaurant. And I had ordered a bunch of different different foods. And I ordered this. It's called an ensaladilla rusa. It's like a tuna with the mayonnaise. It's, it's very, mm. very good. Mm. And I encouraged her to try just a little bit. And she did. She tried it. And then she ate more and then more. There and then she go. ordered her own little tapa of ensaladilla rusa. Yeah, yeah. And that all happened because she dared to try she a little bit try. of, this, yeah, of yeah, this meal. Yeah. And so I always, I encourage anybody traveling abroad to, to try things, to be a little bit adventurous in your yeah. food choice. Because yeah. again, the worst that's going to happen is a little bit of diarrhea. But the best thing that's going to happen is you're going to meet somebody become best friends with somebody yep. and you're going to have a new favorite dish. Absolutely. Um, you know, we've taken Americans to Ireland for 25 years now. Scotland and Ireland share a lot in common. One thing we share in common is the haggis. Okay. And I have had dozens of students over the years love haggis. Absolutely love On it. On the first try? It's like so first... delicious. First try. It's delicious. Really? It's savory. What is this? And the moment I tell them it's haggis... They don't like it anymore. That's interesting. Yeah. And they refuse to eat it again? Again, yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Or the McLam burger. Uh, Ireland McDonald's have the McLam burger. Interesting. Because Ireland is, you know, we export lambs all over the all over the world. Lamb is a delicious meat. Um, but in a burger, in yeah. between a bun, that's too much for the American. And I know it, it, it's all psychological. Right. I mean, if, if they ordered a quarter pounder and you just exchanged the meat, they would enjoy it just fine. Right, right. But the knowledge of it being a, a lamb is yeah. just too much. Yeah, that's part of it for sure. Uh, that's why I think, again, sometimes I encourage students or, or anybody traveling abroad to just don't ask questions. It's better sometimes. Yeah. It's better not to know. Absolutely. And then I also have uh, a difficult time with with uh, picky eaters Yeah. in general. I, I've been on yeah. several trips with, I was on a trip, I was in Ethiopia and uh, there was a, a Danish girl who we ended up meeting along the way and she traveled with us for a little bit. And every time we went to a restaurant, you're in Ethiopia and we're traveling in the, um, you know, to, to different little villages. And along the way, we, were, we weren't in the capital, we weren't in Addis Abeba. Um, and it was just very difficult for her to order food. 
to yeah. be fair, I don't know if she had any, I don't recall it being an allergy thing. There's a difference between being a picky eater and having allergies. Yeah. Um, take that seriously, yep. of course. But uh, this idea that you need to have everything, you know, perfectly cooked the, the exact same way that you would have it back home. It frustrates me because if that's what you want, then why did you travel to right, begin with? Exactly. Right, exactly. But every time we would sit down yeah. at a restaurant, we would order. We You're not really sure what you're ordering. You're kind of pointing at things. Yeah. and you know, you're, you're, you're there, there, you're there to learn, right. And to have new experiences. And she would go, it would take her half an hour sometimes to order. And does this come with that? Can you replace <laughs> this with that? Is this, this, I'm trying to understand. It became an she's ordeal. got her dictionary out and her yeah. phrases, you know, yeah. and, and it was kind of, it was, it was frustrating. And I felt yeah. badly mostly for the, for the servers or the restaurants because they were trying to, to serve her and they're trying to make right. sure that she gets what she wants. Yeah. But part of me wanted to tell her just, Order something, mm -hmm. eat it, mm -hmm. and be happy. Yeah, David. In America, um, I'm I'm curious now about Spain. But in America, when you have shrimp, yeah, and the shell is still on the shrimp, yeah, um, how do you eat it? Do you take the shell off? Do you keep? I take the shell off. Okay, you eat so it with the shell. Yeah, eat really? it with the shell. Never thought of taking the shell off. Interesting. And still to this day, I enjoy the crunchiness of the shell. Yeah, yeah. I think food is a great way to uh to en encounter engage with a culture and i find i just find it deeply enriching whether you eat the shrimp with the shell or not when you travel abroad uh yeah you should you should try different things absolutely right? I mean, what, what are some of the craziest things you've eaten around the world just list lists some of them well above the live octopus I, I would say the next place was thailand bangkok hmm. again i was probably around my late teens, when um, duck eggs presented themselves. Okay. And duck eggs in and of itself is no problem, but they were fertilized duck eggs. Interesting. And that, you know, knowing that there's an embryo in there and it's, it's, it has a bit of a crunch to it, psychologically um, was challenging. But again, the willingness to try, yeah. it's delicious, it's exotic, bit of a crunch. And, you know, next thing you know, you're ordering them. Every time you go there. Okay, so you yeah. went back for more. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The adventurous spirit in me just loves to try things. So you got over the psychological barrier yeah. of... Yeah, and I, I think, again, there, if you push yourself just a little bit, just a little bit, yeah. we can all overcome those psychological barriers. On the allergies, I think there are people who come to, to countries with legitimate allergies. Right. For but sure. I also think there are those who develop these allergies once they're in country right. because they don't want to try and they want to come up with an excuse right. instead of pushing themselves. Just push yourself a little further and you will find out that there's foods to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I I have found myself in situations where I, I consider myself pretty adventurous. I'm going to try, I'll try anything. Yeah. Uh, typically I was in, in Taiwan and I tried snake. There's a, there's a place yep. you could go snake alley and you yep. can go and you can order snake and it comes in, you know, yep. a little glass jar and sure. you pull it out and you, and you eat it. And, uh, it was okay. The taste was okay, but sure. you could take it one step further and drink snake blood Ooh. and just straight up get a shot of, Ooh. you know, yeah. a shot glass. Yep. They put snake blood in there and you drink the blood. And that's, that's a place where I, I kind of drew a line. I thought about it. I wondered if, 
if I had been younger, if I was in my early twenties or late teens, maybe yeah. if I'd have been the, you know, the adventurous, yeah. you got this famous scene and there's a movie called the beach with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio. And at the mm -hmm. beginning of the movie, he's in Thailand and, you know, and he, and he kind of has this moment of, you know, they're telling him, Hey, come try the snake blood. And he's like, no. And he's like, ah, you're just like all the other Americans, you know, <laughs> he's like, okay, I'm going to do it. And he's got the scene where he, you know, drinks yeah. the, the shot glass of, yeah. of snake blood. But that was a place where I, I, I didn't feel like I needed to, to take that step. Yeah. Um, well, I've had, I've had snake soup hmm. and then, uh, I, I must confess in America, I've had snake where it's barbecued. Okay. You cut the head off, you cut the tail off and then you just peel the skin off hmm. after you've roasted it. It's mostly meat. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But did you ever drink the blood? No, I never drank the blood. Yeah. Never drank the Would blood. You? I know. No, I could drink cow's blood. No problem. Okay. But snake, that's a different thing altogether. Yeah. I think I would try it. If you were there? You yeah. Would, you I would. think in the moment, in the heat of the moment, I'd throw it back. <laughs> yeah. Just to say, just to say I've done it. I know, isn't it? So yeah. much of this is part but of the story, knowing, right? Yeah, but, but, but knowing my history, I'd probably, you know, gain a likeness for it and want it again. <laughs> and and that's that's often the problem when you travel. You're... You're, you're exposed to beautiful foods, exotic foods. Yeah. You fall in love with them. Yeah. They tell so much the story of the culture and the heritage of the people. And then you come home and you can't get those foods again. Yeah, and so much of it is is uh, the community, the people you talk yeah. about, the people that yeah. you you went with to eat octopus. Uh, that happened to me in Vietnam when I ate dog, where we went to a different place and we ended up with a group of people. And they became yeah. kind of a social thing. Yeah. And I have to say, exactly. there was a, the dog itself wasn't, the taste itself, it wasn't strange or different, but there yeah. was a sauce that came with it. I don't know if you oh. had this too, but there was a sauce that was oh. pretty terrible. It, oh. I did not like the sauce at all. And and it was funny because we were, you you were supposed to like dip the, the meat into the sauce, mm. like a lot, right? Oh. And so I, I got to the point where I was pretending like pretending, I was putting the, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. and they saw me and, yeah. and, and they said, no, you're doing this wrong. And they would push my hand, push your hand the, in, yeah, the chopsticks yeah. and you're, and you're dousing this meat in this sauce that was not, I don't know what the sauce was to this day. I don't remember what it was, David, but I just remember that was not very You've mentioned very dogs so much. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> We're not going to go back to, to that conversation. But I, I, I think, again, going back to what I was saying about, about people, uh, it's such, an, it's such a, an entry into the culture, yeah. uh, food. Yeah. Right? And if you go at it with an attitude of, you know, dogs are pets. Yep. You're coming at it from an angle of it's a cultural value and a cultural norm. Right. That is very specific to where you grew up. Right. Right. Uh, I, I like to talk. Roth Potts. He he wrote a he's wrote, written several books on travel, and he's got this great story similar to you know to what we're talking about. But he talks about eating dog and talking to uh, South Koreans and saying, "Hey, why do you eat dogs? Dogs are pets." You know, he he comes at yep. it from an angle of a cultural value that's very much his, right? Yep. And their response to him was something along the lines of, you know, well, that's interesting you would say that. It's a cultural value that you hold. Uh, for us in our country, we take care of our grandparents. Mm -hmm. We don't ship them off to residence yep. homes like yep. you do. Right. You know? uh, and so in our eyes, it seems like you take better care of dogs than you do your grandparents. Precisely. And I love that story because yep. it, it brings there's kind of a shock value to it. You know, when you start yeah. thinking about it, you know, a lot of times North Americans can be offended by the fact that other parts of the world, you know, they might eat dog, 
mm-hmm. but we're not at all offended at some of the ways that we treat yeah, our Yeah, it gives us a it gives us an opportunity to pause and really think yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it's just a great place where food can come in and yeah, you know, and break down some barriers. And, yeah, and I I also I encourage everybody when you travel abroad, try things. When we I take students to Spain and we try snails. Yeah. And uh, it can be a little bit strange to pick up a snail. A snail it's funny, my kids also, <laughs> my, my wife loves them. She grew up in the southern part of Spain and she loves snails. It's one of the things that we do when we go back to Spain. But my children, when, as, when they were little, my oldest daughter, she was about five or six at the time. She was a little too weirded out by it. And my son, who was four years old at the time, he was trying to be like his sister and say, I don't like them. I don't like them. But he kept eating them. Uh, <laughs> and he kept bringing yeah. them up. He's like, yep. you're right. These are terrible. Yep. Yeah. You're right. I don't like them, but he kept eating them. <laughs> I love to think of the motivation of people when when you're in their home, maybe it's Korea, maybe it's Vietnam, and they have labored in the kitchen to to put together a nice dinner for yep. you. Their motivation is is not to offend you or not to make you sick, but but to love you. They're sharing their best with you. They want to treat you well and and feed you well and serve you well they want you to leave full and happy yeah um and i think we need to go in with that understanding um that their motivation is absolutely in the right place but our motivation should be that willingness again to try right and compliment right you know it's a good posture to have is is to go in willing to try yeah and also be open-minded about some of these values that we bring Absolutely. in. At the very least, uh, be careful how you f- how you ask questions or how you f- how you phrase things. Yeah, right. Uh, I would be. Yeah, I tell I tell students when they travel, you know, be very careful when you when you say things like, "Why do you eat do- dogs or pets?" Well, yeah. dogs are pets for you. You right. Yeah. Uh, and this and again, this is a, just a wonderful opportunity to to take a step back, and Absolutely. understand some of these. David, it took me, I mean, I lived in South Korea for approximately 10 years where, where, where dogs were food. Hmm. That, that was protein. Hmm. They didn't have cattle farms raising beef and, and, right. and lamb was imported from different parts of the world. Even milk was powdered milk. But, but, but dog was, was available yeah. and chicken. Um, yeah, that brings up another good point because yeah. you, you and you mentioned this, which is that you know uh, it's one thing. Again, you know, if you're a vegetarian, you can get mad at me for eating dog, but you're also mad at me for eating cow and so forth, right? But if you're going to be upset at somebody because they ate dog, but you're not upset at some of these farms yeah, yeah, and some of the yeah, ways they, yeah. you know, they have these 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 chickens and yeah. they have them all kind of cooped up yep. together, and that's pretty inhumane as well. Absolutely. Right? But, but, but the point is, coming to America then, um, Americans consider dogs pets, part of the family. Right. I mean, it's a multi-billion dollar industry, right. the, dog in, the pet industry here in America. And so I have to, to train myself not to look at a dog as, as, as you know, dinner on the plate, but as the family pet. And that's, that's been a hard transition for me. Is that still, are you still working through this no, transition? No, I think I've made the transition because we have two poodles now that I've, <laughs> I've gained some real genuine affection for, but okay. it took 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't go into somebody's home and their, their dog comes up to you and you're that thinking, looks delicious. Oh, that looks amazing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Absolutely. What's a side? What's a side dish that goes well with dog? Rice. Rice. Dog mm-hmm. and rice. Okay. Mm-hmm. Nice. Um, any types of kimchi and sauce. I mean, yeah. um, Koreans are are marvelous at side dishes and and special sauces. So, yeah. but what's a good book we could recommend on food? There's one that comes to mind for me, but it's it's the obvious choice. Let's see what it is. It's, um, Kitchen Confidential. Oh, that's the one I was ready to recommend. Yeah. But you stole it from me. There. <laughs> It's it's cheating too, right? It's the obvious choice. Yeah. Why, why you you let you enjoyed that book? I have enjoyed the book. I enjoyed Anthony Bourdain's series, yeah. where he was so adventurous. He made me want to be adventurous yeah. as well, and just his posture going into countries, willing to try anything, yeah. everything, and yet doing it in such a you know an ethical way as well. Yeah. You know, with respect. Right. Um, so the book has the best of his best. Yeah. Uh, in it. I, yeah, I also appreciate him. I also because he doesn't he didn't really come from a background of a lot of travel. It yeah. kind of landed a bit late in his life. And so he brings this sort of authentic and genuine experience to yeah. uh food abroad. Yes, I, I admit I'll, I'll say this now towards the end of the episode, but I, I'm not big on food necessarily. Uh, I'm quite boring with the yeah. food that I eat in, in the United States. I eat the same thing every day. Right. I often say that I eat because I have to. Um, yeah. and so my wife's family, they all come from, they all cook these amazing meals and they yep. take a lot of care with it. Yep. I eat because I have to. But I find when I travel, I, I there's a chip, I, there's a change in, the, in my chip. Something changes. Yeah, and, yep. and I want to try different meals, different food. But I think that comes, it comes from a place of wanting to experience the culture, which it, is what it, I appreciate about Bourdain. Absolutely. You know, I think he experiences the different yep. culture through food. Yep. Yeah. And so I wasn't super excited about him at the beginning. It took me a long time to get into him because of, because of that. Yeah. But once you see him, the way he traveled, the way he connected with people yeah. uh, through food, it's just a phenomenal uh, David, text. When, when I arrived in America at the age of 21, I was surprised at some of the foods that caused me to pause. Hmm. My wife um, lives, was brought up in Iowa, the daughter of a farmer. And several of the meals surprised me. Frog legs, for example. Yeah. I would never have imagined Americans eating frog legs. And you go out and gig for these frogs. Um, everything that they would have on their table was either um, shot in the sky, pheasant, quail, ducks, or fished in the, in the, the lakes and ponds. Yeah. Um, you know, so America, America does have squirrel. Yeah. My wife loves squirrel for breakfast. It's her brave, favorite breakfast food. I have never tried squirrel. Well, every once in a while I go out with the 22 on a Saturday morning <laughs> with my grandson and I shoot squirrels. And I still say to myself, I can't believe I'm shooting squirrels for my wife's breakfast. Because <laughs> it's a bit of an oddity, you know. Right. But yet, delicious meat. Well, I guess now is a good time as any to drop a pin Let's on the globe yep. and uh, we're going to spin the globe, see where we end up and see what stories we can tell about oh, food. Oh, David, I have an idea. Yeah. Could I spin it? Sure. Go for it. I can. Go for it. Okay. What did you, where did you land? Okay. I can't see. Do I have my glasses there? Right there. We'll say that that is, I don't either. What is that? That's Russia. Russia. Ah. Russia. I've never been to Russia. Neither have I. Did I've been to Lithuania. Again? What do you know oh, about Russian food? Oh, I think, food? okay. Goulash. My son, okay. my son-in-law is from Russia. 
Okay, yeah. And he cooks us Russian goulash a lot. Okay. Yeah. I've I've had goulash. It's quite yeah. tasty. Yeah. It's it's like, like a comfort food. It's very filling. Absolutely. Right? It's very filling. It's um hmm, it is a comfort food. You would maybe compare it to chili. Okay. Here in America. Yeah, but yeah. what they do to fish is unchristian. <laughs> Why I do mean, you say that? Well, they let it almost rot. Interesting. You know, they have no problem with letting fish age okay um to the point where i would say pickle it okay but it's beginning to rot now and and they they love it then they then they cook it in milk in the oven but it has that strong huh. fishy flavor and they like that where sure. most of us prefer the milder flavor of a salmon sure, or sure. a cod or a haddock but yeah yeah i had no idea yeah well as always it's always important to try new things Talk to people, be adventurous, and be safe. Be safe. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> this video podcast is a production of George Fox Digital. To find more material like this, you can subscribe to George Fox Talks on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen to podcasts. Our team really appreciates your feedback in the form of likes, comments, and reviews, and we'd really love to hear what you think. To sign up for our weekly email list and to keep up to date with the latest episodes and publications, you can check us out on the web at georgefox.edu talks. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.